Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Whether you're in your car, in your home, on a walk, or with someone, we're excited that you've joined us for a deeper dive into Scripture, its tough sayings, and the people God used throughout. This year, we're going through the whole Bible, tracing the With God journey through the Bible, through the year, through us. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining today. I am Chris Birch. And I'm Anson Tebow. And we are talking about Elijah today. And we're going to give you a quick backstory. And then Anson is going to answer this question, okay? So Elijah is basically having this like cool God battle against (laughs) the prophets of Baal, right? Baal is B-A-A-L. And what happens is they are calling to, these prophets are calling to Baal saying, set this altar on fire. Well, guess what? Nothing happens. (laughs) And Elijah's there kind of laughing. So then he's like, you know what? My God's way better than your God. So he makes his altar much more challenging to basically light on fire. So he um, gets all the wood and does all this stuff and basically puts a ton of water on it. Now, if you've ever gone camping and you've tried to like start a fire, right, with wood that's like it had rained the night before and you're trying to start a fire, it is one of the toughest things to do. But for our God... And Elijah, it (laughs) lit on fire like that. And then the next thing that happens, and this is what we're going to talk about, is in 1 Kings 18.40, it says that Elijah told them to get all the prophets and basically put them in a big field and then kill them. (laughs) So what do we make of this? (laughs) Yeah, it. I mean, this this story of of God Elijah calling down fire is is one of the coolest things, and we'll talk about it a little bit more on Friday when we talk actually about who is Elijah. Um, but it's one of these one of these things where you see what had caused and and is still causing so much destruction in and amongst Israelites, in and amongst their relationship with the Lord, is this false god named Baal. Mm-hmm. This, this fertility god named Baal, who so many people are crying out to, so many people are worshiping and idolizing. So then here, Elijah's like, all right, I'll just show you guys that your god's not real and mine is. Yeah. Like, it's pretty dope what he does. Like, yeah. Throws water on it, makes it that much more like, this doesn't make sense how this would work. Right. And then he has them killed, which is what we're, what we're sort of debating today. And some people have said that, all right, they they died. They should have just died when the fire. Like, why did God have to say Elijah? Like, why did Elijah have to send people to go kill them? Why couldn't God have just called down the fire and yeah? Because the fire them? consumed like why couldn't them. He, yeah. he have killed them there? And and one of the notes is that this this wasn't a fire of of judgment. Mm. This is a fire of sacrifice. Like Elijah had placed a sacrifice on the altar that the fire uh, consumed. And we're not sacrificing. We're not sacrificing these these people. We're yeah. sacrificing to the Lord. So Elijah had created a sacrifice to the Lord that the Lord called the fire down on. So this isn't a sacrifice. This is like this. Now God wants to pour out his judgment. And we'll look at it. The next couple of weeks, we'll look at Elijah, Ahab, and Manasseh. And Ahab and Manasseh were not great dudes, and they mm-hmm. they brought people to worship Baal, and they brought people to worship um, false gods, and 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 follow after them, and, and it really infiltrated what was happening. So we see God wanting to deal with that. So we have Elijah go, and he kills, and and they have all of these prophets of Baal, and it seems extreme. It seems like why why would we have that? Why would we have uh, so many people being killed why would we want so many people to be killed why would god want to take so much of 
of life and it seems extreme but if we think about it in the lens of so what were these people doing these people were drawing people farther and farther away from god farther and farther away from who god is and and also the promises that god has now granted we're living in new testament times like john three sixteen, for god to love the world that whoever believes in him will have eternal life and never perish and like that is because of what jesus did but John 3.16 is also before Jesus goes to the cross and dies. So, like, it is it, it is this, like, natural in the storyline, I mean. There is an eternity to, at stake here. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it in the sense of these prophets, these people had spent so much of their life drawing people away from the eternal security of Jesus right. to then spend an eternal eternity away from God, it almost seems just yeah um it's still honestly hard for me to wrap my mind around yeah like most of the old testament is i trust god but there's a lot of things that i'm like all right hey why do you have to kill him why couldn't you do these things but then we see like the grace of god in the story of manasseh and in ahab like they should have died they should have done all these things but yet god's grace is there so there's almost the balance but we know that that in first john we just did a young adult retreat on first john so it's on the mind but it says god is love Mm -hmm. that everything that he does is love so while judgment is scary and while judgment is hard we have to understand that it is done out of love and out of care for people for us um and it is extreme and it is and it is hard to wrap our minds around but there is an a sense of when we look at the eternal implications of what they were doing it's significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that uh, it's you see it all over the Old Testament that um, if you go up against God, it usually ends up in death. And ends poorly for yeah, you. Exactly. But this one to me is always interesting because it's a, it's not really God who's actually, like you said, it, the fire didn't consume them, but Elijah went down and actually yeah did all the killing and you're like oh man now you got like blood on this guy's hands but that seems a very new testament kind of way of looking at it and yeah very hard to kind of put our minds and into that situation and kind of see what was going on and stuff but yeah good stuff i'm excited for friday to learn more about elijah i don't know about you but i always there's another guy in the bible elisha yeah, and he's Elijah's apprentice, yes. so like they're right next to each I other. I always Bible. get those two mixed yeah, up as well. And totally. if I could never, if I had a fifty-fifty shot of guessing which one was which, <laughs> I will always, always get it wrong. Always, my son always puts his left shoe on his right shoe. He has a fifty-fifty shot of getting it right one hundred percent of the time. Gets it wrong, and I am the same with these two idiots. <laughs> so, yeah. So hopefully, this time around of reading through the Bible, I will finally be able to. Well, we're not talking about Elisha. I know we're not, but hopefully all. this time in my <laughs> in my research um, and studying, I can like finally figure out which one's which. But they, they, these two guys always bug me. The names are so similar. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like why do you have to do that? Yeah. So close to each other in the Bible. Yeah, I don't know. So, it's like the fourteen Johns in the New Testament. Yes, you never There's know which so one's many. which. You never know who's yeah. who. So, all right, Anson, thank you so much. We will see you on Friday. See you, Chris. Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.